You're listening to The Big Show with Patrick Dumas on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Big Show Hour 4, live from the Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. Cracked foundation, Boeing foundation walls. We have a simple permanent solution to stabilize your foundation. Contact Basement Systems. They are all things basement Visit dlbasementsystems.com. The uh, World Speed Skating Championships being held this weekend at the Olympic Oval. First time in 25 years. And we go down the Atlas Pizza Sports Bar Guest Hotline. The best pizza, pasta, steaks, and ribs since 1975. Dine in at 6060 Memorial Drive Northeast. Or call them at 403-248-3344 for pickup or delivery. We are chatting with Avani Blondin, long track speed skater, also a 2022 Olympic gold medalist and silver medalist. Avani, how are you this morning? I'm good. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Hey, no, thanks so much for uh, for chatting uh, some speed skating uh, with me this morning. Uh, your journey, you, you kind of done it all on skates. You know, you started uh, in figure skating, you moved on to short track, but, you know, you had some things go on. Uh, talk to me about uh, your transition from short track to long track and, and why you're still going today. Yeah, I mean, I had some rough years in short track just with a lot of crashes and just mentally really struggling. Um, I was living in Montreal training with the center there, like the national team, um, till 2010. And then I decided to make the switch into long track. And uh, yeah, it's just been, it's been, a, it's been a fun journey. It's been a very long journey. I've been on the team since I'm 15 years old. Um, 33 now, so uh, still going strong, but still absolutely loving it. So, yeah, no, it's 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 going to be awesome, and then you're going to be here in Calgary this weekend, uh, a part of the World Championships. But talk to me about some of the the obvious. There's all the obvious differences with short track and long track, but just how hard was the transition from going from obviously you have a lot shorter distances, maybe you're going, you obviously have a lot more speed. You mentioned the crashes. Just talk about that transition and how and maybe how difficult it was for you. Yeah, I mean, it, it It was difficult in a sense that it took me a long time yeah. to get um, to the top in long track. Um, different distances, learning it all again, and the training is just so different, um, especially for me because I'm more of a mid- to long-distance skater. So going from a little bit shorter distances in short track to longer distances, I had to learn how to ride the bike properly and do all the hours of training, which took a long time for me to, to adapt to. Um, but yeah, the, the crashes in short track were pretty, were pretty bad back in the day when we didn't have the mat system. Um, now they have like the mat system around the oval or around the the ice rink for short track. And back then we were the mats and then the boards, the hockey boards right behind. So the crashes were a lot worse than they, they are now, I would say. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, I mean, there's still some risk now with the mat Mm -hmm. start and long track and with my mentality too, it's, um, coming from short track and. Val as well, you know, like we're excelling so well in the master event, I think because we both come from short track. So it's very interesting. I'm super excited for this weekend. There's going to be a lot of people there. And um, it's our first time hosting uh, in 25 years. Yeah. Last time I think was 98. So when Katrina mm-hmm. won her first um, of 11 world championships, so that's pretty exciting. And I think she's going to be there too. And Kidsport Calgary also is going to be there. Um, they're doing a donation boost for guests to drop their dentally used skates and equipment. So if anybody wants to come out and um, has some stuff just lying around the house, please do so. 
Yeah, so it's it's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun event. I'm excited. Yeah, uh, talk about how where, where where Canada's at with the with the with the speed skating program. We always think the Netherlands are the are the goats. They're the they're the best. They they, they invented the sport. It feels like that it's, it's theirs. Like how do you how is Canada shaking out there? Because obviously there's 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 Clara Hughes, there's Cindy Clausen, there's yourself. There's some really good athletes that are also doing speed skating here in Canada. Yeah, I mean, I think our team is ex- extremely strong right now. Um, Ted is super strong, and Larry's very strong. Izzy's back in the game. Uh, Val, Izzy, and I for the team pursuit, and then um, our team sprint, men and women's teams, I think we should have some really good performances there. So the Dutch are definitely strong, definitely ones to look out for in pretty much all of the distances. But I think our Canadian team is looking really good right now, so I'm, I'm excited to see what we're able to do and accomplish as a team. And the team atmosphere, too, is just, it's been really good this season, and I think um, I think everyone's just really excited to, to to finally race worlds. You know, we've been doing we did six World Cups already. Yep. We were just in Quebec last week, and um, I think we're all kind of just biting at biting at the biting at the bit, wanting to just go. You know, so for sure, yeah. And you you won't be able to miss the Netherlands in their bright orange uh, orange suits as well. No, uh, no yeah. I think there's going to be quite a few fans as well. Oh, good. They always come out for worlds. So it'll be interesting to see all the different costumes and the. You can expect if you come out to see a lot of funny Dutch costumes out oh. there in the stands, just cheering on their, their skaters. Yeah, exciting. They they are for sure fanatics in any sport. Uh, take me back to 2014 in Sochi. It's your first time at the Olympics. Like that's like win or lose, no matter what. That's got to be for any uh, amateur athlete that wants to go to the Olympics. That's that's special walking out there as part of the opening ceremonies. Yeah, I mean, I didn't I actually didn't do the opening ceremony because oh, okay, I think I was sorry. racing racing the following day. You got day. there later, um, okay? Yeah. So, but either way, just being in the Olympic Village, just being a part of the Olympic atmosphere. Yeah, yeah. No, it was great. Honestly, I think it was a really big eye opener for me of how to take that next step to start performing well. I think it was the season after that I started hitting World Cup podiums individually. So just, I don't know, it's just a, it's a different ball game, you know, you go there and then there's also all the other athletes from other sports. And then back then we had the NHL players there as well, mm-hmm. which was really cool. I think I had, I had played ping pong in the Canada house with um, Sidney Crosby. So it's just like, That's it's awesome. just different. I don't know, just um, being able to experience that at such a young age too, I think just motivated me more in the future to be able to, to perform internationally and, it was a very, very cool experience. So yeah, yeah. And you, you obviously take off in your long track, your your individual, your, your World Cup season. You get to Pyeongchang, show more progress, and then 2022, you get some hardware, gold in team pursuit, the silver in the mass start. That's four years you've had, you know, getting prepped, and then boom, a global pandemic right in the middle of it. Talk to us about yeah. that period, uh, you know, of, and then eventually reaching the podium in Beijing. Yeah, I mean, 2018 was actually really hard for me. Um, at that point, I was um, like multiple medal threat for Canada um, in multiple distances going into the game. So I came home empty-handed. I finished sixth, fifth, and fourth. And then I fell in the, the, the master, which was kind of my main, main, main event. So that was really devastating. I felt, um, I felt like I kind of had failed my country. So that was really hard. Um, so I, I went through a year of... of not being okay mentally and um, really struggling through it, but um, it's actually started fostering animals. <laughs> um, yes, we have a we'll dog, get into that. a bird, and then <laughs> we um, we fostered for Cochrane Humane Society and Positive Match Rescue as well. 
Um, and I kind of just started to fill in the house with more and more animals because that's what made me happy. And, um, and it's honestly like we were helping these animals, but I think it was helping me too mentally trying to get through that period of um, feeling like I had failed. Yeah. So yeah, I got back on my feet and then um, the four years leading up to 2022 in Beijing, um, things were going really well for the team pursuit and the mastered and um, individually too. Like I, I was skating really well individually. So I was really happy about that. And 2022, I, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't the easy Olympics with the pandemic. Yeah. That was a really hard period too. And I think it was just, it was hard for everyone, you know, like athlete, staff, but also just at anyone. It just, mm-hmm. it was just a strange time. And then flying into Beijing and just the stress around, covid and if you tested positive you'd go home and you wouldn't be able to compete and then you know with the team events too it's like we're all kind of looking at each other like oh my god if one of us is out like the team's done and so it, it was a very stressful period beijing was very different of a game compared to 20 like sochi and, and pyeongchang um just because of covid you know you mm-hmm. had to get tested every single day yep. um and the, the big throat swabs i had developed i think like ulcers at the back of my throat oh, after wow. just one week of being there because they were being so aggressive with oh, the swabs no. so it was it was interesting i mean it, i'm glad i went through it i'm, I'm happy it's behind me now. for sure um for sure coming home with two medals is is i i couldn't have asked for a better games to be quite honest um just super happy about that so no it's a it's it's nice to finally come home with some hardware after all the years of of everything that i've i've been through and so yeah no, for sure. And, and don't ever think you ever failed this country, Avani. Uh, we know what you guys go through and, and the hard work you do and, and what goes out there, whatever you do. We're very proud of you, no matter what you do. Um, talk, to me, yeah, talk, to, yeah, talk to me about your World Cup schedule. Uh, just wrapped up last week in Quebec City, like you, uh, like you mentioned. How's the season been? It's been good. I mean, um, some ups and downs last weekend was a little bit messy for me. Um, I'm not sure why I just it just didn't click that weekend mm-hmm. I guess um, but I'm happy that it happened in Quebec and not here in Calgary and things are starting to feel really good again um, but yeah just some ups and downs you know the master had been disqualified at the beginning of the season and kind of took me out a little bit for um, for that overall classification spot but then Val got it so I was super happy about that because then we were Canada one and two um team pursuit wise i mean we've been we've been cruising along we've been trying to change our strategy a little bit to adapt to what other teams are doing um and there's kind of the new pushing strategy and you don't exchange anymore like you used to in the past mm-hmm. so we've adapted that we're still trying to figure it out still some slight changes even right before world championships but that's kind of what we did um leading up to the last games as well we would kind of tweak things every so often and try to figure out what was the best combination how to race it properly, and then boom, we got a gold medal in 2022. So we're kind of still in that process right now, um, but looking forward to Worlds for sure. I think I think we've we've I think we've figured out a good strategy through the World Cups. Um, so that'll be it'll be exciting to see like what we can put down this this weekend. So yeah, no, the World Cups were they're fun. The first the first four were definitely it was definitely a long trip. You know, we were in. Japan and then we were in Beijing I got really sick the whole team actually got really sick in Beijing um and then we went to Girona for a training camp and then um Norway and then Poland and I wasn't I actually didn't recover till two weeks after getting home in Canada from Beijing so it was uh it was a struggle for the first part of the season but I mean we got through it and um did the best that we could with what we had so 
We're chatting with Avani Blondin, a long track speed skater. She'll be taking part in the uh, World Championships, taking part this weekend at the Olympic Oval here in Calgary. Uh, two of your personal bests have come on uh, Olympic Oval ice. Uh, you always hear about this is the fastest ice in the world. What makes the oval so special and fast, I guess? I mean, I think our, our ice techs are absolutely phenomenal. They're so like they're just such professionals with how they how they prep the ice before um, before World Cups or World Champs, and they've been working really really hard the past three days. Um, they do like hose floods or they'll shave the ice down really really thin, um, and then they do a complete hose flood of the 400 meter track to make it ultra fast. Um, not honestly, not 100% sure what it does to it, but it makes it ultra fast. I think it just like flattens it, makes makes it a complete flat surface. Um, and then, yeah, it's, it's pretty much go time. So they, they're just, they're just so good at, at what they do. And I think that's why we have the fastest ice in the world. And we also, um, if there's a low air pressure system, that obviously helps. Yep. So kind of hoping for a big winter storm <laughs> <laughs> coming in, you know, so hopefully that the air pressure drops. Um, but yeah, definitely, it can definitely be, be very fast, fast yeah. here. So we can very possibly see some world records being broken this weekend, um, which is very interesting and, and cool to cool to witness, you know, that doesn't happen every day. So I think it'll it'll be fun. Yeah, the ice is uh, the ice is coming along. I'm excited to see it on it again. Yeah, it'll be super exciting to see uh, see how it is this weekend. Uh, I, I understand uh, you're dabbling back into short track as well as some doing some road <laughs> cycling as well. And have you chatted with Clara Hughes at all about that? I know she started in cycling, then came into speed skating, and then went back to the cycling. Have you just kind of you know picked her brain at, at how that is? Because I know you mentioned it like the cycling that helps with the long track, eh? Yeah, yeah, we do a lot of cycling for cross training and. Um, to be quite honest, like 90% of our training during the summer is on the bike. So I, I actually didn't chat too much with Clara about this. I um, lost touch with her a little bit, but I'm hoping that she's going to be here this weekend. Yeah. Maybe, I can, maybe I can talk to her about this. But yeah, I kind of just, I, I decided two years ago, um, it was actually because of my teammate, Connor Howe, he was doing national championships in road cycling. And he was like, you should do it. Like you're strong enough to do it. And so we did it together, um, national champs in Edmonton, and it went great. Like I, it was my first road race ever, and I was ninth, so I was really happy with that result. Awesome. Um, kind of proved to myself that I'm able to do it. And then I continued on last summer, did the Grand Prix in Vancouver, um, the Gastown Grand Prix, and I was third there, right behind Allison Jackson. So that was it. Was really cool to just do something different and dabbling into the short track a little bit and. I'm just kind of trying to keep things fresh at this point. You know, sure. I've been doing this sport for so many years and going back to short track and doing some cycling on the side. It's just, it's really, it's just fun at this point. And I kind of have to keep myself motivated somehow, you know, just doing different things and doing short track and long track just gives, or short track and cycling just gives me a little bit of a, another edge during the summer season of doing something different mentally being refreshed and, having fun with it. I actually signed a pro contract um, with a cycling team down in the States, Goldman Sachs CTSS mm. um, for next summer. So um, coming home from world all around camps, which will happen in Enzo in March, I'm home on Monday and then I fly out on the Tuesday for our first training camp as a team together. So I'm really excited about that. I think it'll be super fun to just do something different and immerse myself in, in some, in another competitive environment um, down in the States. So I'm I'm always looking for that competition, no matter what I do. So yeah. It's just, uh, yeah. 
Uh, That'll be good. That will be. Uh, you mentioned it away from the ice, and you mentioned earlier in our conversation as your your transition from you know you're going through the troubling time from like 2010, 2014. You get involved with the animals. You you, know, you taught you you foster from the Cochrane Humane Society, and you work here in the city with Positive Match. Just is there anything you want to share uh, for what you're doing there and what they're doing? Yeah, I mean, I think it's. But I think a lot of people don't realize the impact that you can have on um, the community by doing these these things. So for me, honestly, like it's just so rewarding. We actually have a foster cat right now um, from Positive Match. Um, it's a little Maine Coon. He's just terrified oh. of everything, and you don't know where these animals come from. But to be able to give them a home and um, see them kind of grow. Mm-hmm. In the past week, he's we've had him since last Tuesday, and um, he's just grown into this such a cute little furball you know he's just hiding the first couple days and wasn't eating wasn't using his litter box but now he's gained so much more confidence and we have a big saint bernard pyrenees cross our dog brooke and she's so calm around them and it's just i don't know for me it's just so rewarding to be able to give them a home and um set them set them up for a good life in the future so it's just yeah it's it's nice to do these things for, for the community and for these animals just for myself as well, you know, just um, mentally putting myself back in the mm-hmm. game and feeling happy. And, um, yeah, it's, it's very rewarding, very rewarding. Yeah, I know, exactly. I, I ended up fostering a dog 10 years ago, and he ended up still being with me today. So that's, yeah. uh, that's... <laughs> it's always It's always a risk. Yep. It's definitely always a risk. Um, it doesn't get easier every single time. We were actually just discussing last night if we should keep this one, but... Our house is already like very full. You know, we've got the mm-hmm. we've got our parrot Gizmo, we've got Brooke, um, and now we've got the cat as a foster. But uh, it's hard every time. But you just got to keep reminding yourself that you're doing it for the yep. good of the animal. And at the end of the day, whether you keep it or a fam- nice family takes it in, I think it's just um, it's just nice for them to be able to experience something a little bit more positive in their life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Couldn't say it better myself. Uh, what are some of the events you're competing in this weekend, uh, Ivany? So Thursday I'll be doing the 3K and team sprint. So two two opposite spectrums there, a long yeah. distance and a <laughs> distance. Um, on Friday I'll be doing the team pursuit. Um, and then Saturday is the mass start event. So we've got the semifinal and then the final. And then on the Sunday I'll be doing the 1500 meters. So I'm cutting back a little bit on my distances. I won't be skating the 1000 or the 5K. Um, but I think, I think that's, that's enough racing for me in four days, especially for worlds. You kind of want to start keying in on, yeah. on your key events and making sure that you can give yourself the best chances of hitting those podiums. So out of the, all those events, what's your favorite that you, you like to do? You like the, the mass start with the, with the, with the chaos or is it you just like being yeah. out there one-on-one? No, I definitely love the chaos. Okay. I thrive in this environment. So Mass Start is definitely up there. And then the team events, like the team pursuit um, and the, the, the team, team sprint, obviously, is super exciting. It's not an Olympic event just yet, um, but in the future, I think we're hoping that it will become an Olympic event. But it's just it's so much fun. We've, we've adapted that strategy, too, in the past it, just in the past couple of months, actually. We started using what we call the slingshot. Okay. So, um, once um, Lena pulls off, she does the first lap, and then Maddie will do the second lap. And then after, when we exchange, Maddie and I, she actually grabs my hand because I'm sitting right behind her, and we do kind of like a slingshot. So she pulls me forward, and I push back. Okay. So it's kind of like a, a catapult yeah. effect to get 
maximum speed on the exchange. So it's really exciting, and we've seen other teams kind of try to figure out that strategy too. And I think we've got it down to like a, a science. So we're pretty we're pretty set on it. It's super it's super fun to just try these new things, and it's I think it'll be exciting for for um, people in the stands sure. seeing this too. You know, and um, yeah, it's uh, it'll be fun. Those three events for sure. Uh, we're we're still about you know just under around well, around two years out from Milan. Is, is that on your radar for Olympics? That's that's pretty big. Absolutely. I think I've I've committed at this point. Initially, I was going to take it year by year after Beijing. I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. And honestly, when I first started doing the cycling thing, I was actually considering going fully into cycling. Okay. Um, but then I, I don't know. I just there was so much uncertainty. You know, I would have had to give everything up in speed skating and just you've come such a long way in one sport and then to potentially like switch sports and not sure where you're going to be at in that other sport. It was just too much for me. So I'm kind of just doing it for fun, but definitely committed at this point. I think us team pursuit girls are committed to, to the next game. So that's really exciting. Um, we, we were all not sure after 2022, but I think at this point we're so far in that we're just going to go for it. So, yeah. And if you're there, there's a good chance. Well, obviously the NHL players will be there. You could, play ping pong and table yeah. tennis again with Connor McDavid this time. Who knows? Yeah, that'd be so cool, honestly. That honestly, w- it would be amazing. That would yeah. be amazing. My, my husband's a, a very big NHL fan yeah. and hockey fan. He's a, he's Hungarian. He used to speed skate as well. Okay. But he, yeah, he, I remember in 2014, he had gotten a picture with uh, Chara. <laughs> And awesome. so he's just so proud of this moment that he got. Like, we, I think he was just in the food lounge um, in, at the 2014 yeah. games, and he, he went up to him and just asked him for a picture because it was his favorite favorite player oh. at the time. So <laughs> pretty cool. That's yeah. awesome. Uh, well, Avani, uh, best of luck this weekend, uh, and then the best of luck with what whatever you got going on in the summer, and then on into Milan. I, uh, hopefully we can talk again soon. Uh, this was a great chat. Yeah, I would love that. Thank you so much for having me.